Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, good to see you this morning. We're back in the studio, Dr. Paul. Yeah, what do you know? Ready and ready to go. <laughs> Full staff, almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, okay, there's, uh, you know, uh, we want to talk about what's going on in this uh, major committee and, uh, and the discovery. There's an insurrection. That's right. Whose side are you on? <laughs> But insurrection sounds like a pretty nasty word. Of course, I think the the real insurrection occurred in the 1960s. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, it's called an insurrection, and there's a show trial going on. And uh, what I sense on some of the news items coming out now is that uh, when you're fibbing a little or stretching the truth, they certainly wouldn't lie, that they develop factions within the group. And I think that's what's happening now. There's factions within the Democratic Party, you know. Do we love our president or do we hate our president? Oh, no, we just feel sorry for him. Yeah, so poor guy. That's what they think now. But now... Uh, there, there was a um, statement made by the chairman of, of the committee, and he says, uh, we have made no, uh, no criminal charges and criminal referrals, and, yeah. and uh, like we're not planning on doing it. But uh-huh. in order to get to the bottom of all this, we needed somebody to speak out and have another profiles of courage they it's not all over yet you know we we still have time we have several more hearings we're going to hold uh, to prove how bad this whole thing is and that the country was uh, coming to an end the country may face a lot of problems but i don't think it's a lack of enforcement or or uh, uh, attention given to uh, january 6th there's a lot more uh, nonsense going on there than anything serious and uh Matter of fact, some of us, including myself, that we, we believe this is this is a, a distraction, you know, from the kind of thing they want to like. Maybe the inflation is a problem. Yeah, no. <laughs> maybe the deficit is a problem. Maybe the stupidity of our policy in Ukraine. Maybe that's a problem. Are they talking about that? No, they're they're talking about expressing their hatred toward a former president. And uh, I guess they still really fear him. I, they said, uh, you know, they they. The Democrats right now say, "Boy, what we can't have is Trump running Biden against Biden." Yeah. <laughs> you know, Biden's getting old. You know, yeah. so they uh, they they are doing that, but uh, they're they're obsessed with it, and uh, I think they're searching, you know, for a real issue, and there are a lot of real issues, but they're on the wrong side of all the issues. Economically, and the Republicans are just slightly better when it comes to, uh, you know, deficits and uh, foreign policy. I mean, can we say, oh, if we just had the Republicans in here, the the budget would be balanced and uh, we would have a a much better foreign policy. We wouldn't have troops all around the world (laughs) and we wouldn't be in Ukraine and we would be really, uh, you know, challenging uh, NATO and not not, uh, going along with NATO, uh, you know, threatening uh, Russia. But anyway, those problems are being ignored, and now uh, this tidbit of an argument going on within, which is a sign that they can't even agree on their uh, deceptions, and that is the ref- criminal referrals. And I guess the, qu- the, b- the big question is, uh, is uh, whether the, the chairman is going to win this argument or will Cheney win the argument. Yeah, it's a good one. And, you know, Maybe it's projection on my part, but I do get a sense that this January 6th committee hearings, scheduled now as they are in a convenient time, are kind of falling apart a little bit. They're not producing what was expected, and actually 
uh, we'll talk about something that just popped up on Zero Hedge, our favorite site to follow this now. But you, you, uh, the first thing is uh, the today's hearing or tomorrow's hearing was unexpectedly canceled. They just canceled it now, and that could be for what they claim is technical reasons. There could be other things coming out. It doesn't seem like it's having the effect that they hope, even though they hired, of course, a former TV producer to put on a big show for them. I put up this first clip. This is what we were uh, starting to talk about. J6 committee walks back chairman's claim of no criminal referrals. This is Benny Thompson. He's the chairman of the committee, um, and he's a product of Washington. He knows how to get ahead, uh, and he, I think, is realizing the limitations, and he says basically... Um, uh, actually, you can do the next clip because this is a quote from Thompson. They're talking about criminal referrals because the whole point is, are we going to put someone in jail or what? And Thompson says, that's not our job. Our job is to look at January 6th, what caused it, and make recommendations after that. We don't have the authority. Well, in response to that, a certain Republican on that committee named Dick Ch- I mean Liz Cheney, here's what she had to say. Let's put the next one on. She says, hang on a minute, Benny. No way. The January 6th Select Committee has not issued a conclusion regarding potential criminal referrals. We will announce a decision on that at an appropriate time. So she is trying to be more hawkish and more aggressive toward Trump. And you know, this just kind of goes with her M.O. Uh, than even the Democrats on the committee. Yes, and uh, she will get the attention that uh, she's a darling of, of the media. The media is actually turning against, uh, uh, you know, Biden yeah. and uh, this whole thing. They're getting, they're, they're, they're trying to recover a little bit of credibility, and they have a long way to go. Yeah. But but Ch- Cheney has uh, nothing to lose by being the biggest bomb thrower of them all, and she she wants to be a much better Democrat than any Democrat yeah. ever was. <laughs> but uh, we we. We know that uh, her upbringing was such that we we're not a bit surprised what she's doing. You know, uh, when she was first uh, elected, you know, into the House, I thought, well, maybe she doesn't have to be quite so bad. Yeah. But you know, she's uh, uh, she's uh, she's less uh, sophisticated in the way she uh, does it. Dick Cheney, Dick Cheney was a little smoother about yeah. all this, but just as uh, off. Yeah. off you know he he was he was not exactly providing the truth for us but she has his policies plus more because the media just loves her and she gets a lot of attention and uh, and that's what she's looking for uh, and that's what this is going on here right now Thompson he can't leak on us we yeah. got to hold his feet to the fire yeah. and I'm the one to do it so Liz Cheney is bad at it again back at it again yeah, and she's got some problems back home I was I went and looked to see what her numbers were like back in Wyoming uh, a poll was taken at the end of last month and it shows that she the primary is in August and she's got a few Republican challengers primary challengers she's down 30 points uh, from the number one ranked person so she's at 26 uh, percent in the polls uh, her nearest challenger is at 56% in the polls. So she's facing what looks like a defeat in the primary. So I think she's going out in the blaze of glory. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Maybe she'll get a job on uh, CNN or something when she's done. But um, as to the the hearings themselves, and I think this uh, encapsulates it very well, and this is a New York Times quote about the hearings themselves. I think it's pretty accurate. The purpose of these hearings is to recast the midterm message to give Democrats a platform to make a broader case why they should remain in office. So not about justice, not about anything. 
it's for us to try to change the topic. And you captured this in your uh, in your column this week. It's a chance for them to change the subject. Let's don't don't look over there. Don't look at inflation. Don't look at gas prices. Look at that evil person with orange skin and fake hair. <laughs> <laughs> and when when you have as much. Uh control and benefit from the media that is that is a lot of attention so uh, even though we complain the people wake up looks what hey, pay attention what's going it, it's pretty good that there's a larger number every day uh, waking up and realizing that they've been uh, fed a, a bunch of malarkey you know coming from the media as I, I think they've learned pretty well the average person is now very skeptical of getting messages from the government yeah. so and that that is healthy if you're searching for truth you have to you know point out what's going on and and when people are are uh, have ultra uh, ultra motives and they certainly do well, I think you're right in 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 pointing out that they're afraid of Trump. You know, Trump with all of his faults, and we spend a lot of time talking about his faults. If you want to think about a matchup, uh, you know, Trump versus Biden, that's going to be like, you know, me going against some big wrestler or something, right? Trump versus Hillary, people would pay. They could do pay-per-view and raise money. <laughs> or Trump versus Kamala, I mean, that would be something to watch. So whatever the case, despite a lot of his faults when it comes to actually governing, he's going to provide some serious theater and the Democrats, you know, the, at least these frontrunners are going to get thumped. Yeah, who knows what he would do if uh, the Republicans refused to give him the nomination. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's not going to go uh, away quietly. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, so. Well, speaking of Cheney, we want to talk about, we want to praise her a little bit because she got a wonderful award uh, uh -huh. yesterday as she is uh, taking on the Republicans and Trump. Let's put this up. And, and believe it or not, Liz Cheney herself <laughs> released this <laughs> praise of Liz Cheney. Uh, but enough talking about Liz Cheney. Let's talk about Liz Cheney. Here is from her website. Cheney in profile and courage speech. Everyone has a duty to set aside partisan battles and stand together to preserve the great republic. And I know you read the speech very diligently, <laughs> but it's got a lot of blah, blah, blah about JFK oh. and how wonderful he was and how she's just like him. I pulled one quote that hopefully won't put everyone to sleep. Because she also dis is hyping the January 6th thing, you know, at, for, for all costs. And let's put this one up. I'll just read a couple words out of this quote from her wonderful speech. If we can put that next clip up, if it's around. Here we go. Today, that role is ours as we face a threat we have never faced before. A former president attempting to unravel our constitutional republic. At this moment, we must summon the courage to stand against that. The question for every one of us in this time of testing, will we do our duty? Will we defend the Constitution? Will we stand for truth? Blah, blah, blah. But as you point out, Dr. Paul, some stuff is leaking out. And you, hot off the press, you came in here before we started the show with a new headline from Zero Hedge. Capitol Police Chief debunks January 6th committees conspiracy theory and this is a big one and I think this goes to our saying that it seems to be falling apart uh, the idea that the Republicans were in there casing the joint on the day before and that was something that was put forth I believe by Cheney and by uh, Thompson the chairman 
they debunked it. Yeah, it looks like they have a credible uh, discussion going on here because it's the Capitol Police chief. And we know there's a big mixed deal there because they, they work for Pelosi and some of them were loyal to Pelosi. But this person sounds like he may deserve the, the award for a profile <laughs> <laughs> because the chief says it has, has debunked the Democratic allegation, a GOP member. Uh, Barry Loudermill, Republican of Georgia, ran a reconnaissance mission. He, he, he took some. He took some family. Of, no, I'm not even sure he went and made anything. He was showing them around the Capitol, you know, the office building. But uh, they never. They, they, it's a pretty thorough story. They couldn't get pictures in the hallways, and they don't even know if he arrived, uh, you know, in the in the Capitol <laughs> rotunda or anything. So. Uh, at the, so louder milk has uh, put milk on her face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, what we need to get now, since uh, the real chief of the police was Nancy Pelosi, yeah. somebody said, you know, if the Republicans would be run, uh, running this, both sides would have had access to the uh, the uh, information, you yeah. know, and, and the films. And uh, also, uh, they would most likely want to call Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. Did she ever receive... Uh, you know, an offer of help, uh, uh, you know, which, which I, I think that's pretty clear. Most people believe that. But uh, it's a little bit embarrassing because if that is the case, if uh, if the Trump administration offered some help, you know, before the real problem started, uh, that would, uh, you know, be a benefit to him. And that's not their goal. Their goal is to hate Trump. Yeah. Well, you know, a, a, a sad related thing about this is uh, how badly a lot of these people were treated. And now some of them did s some violent things and obviously people should be charged if they commit crimes. But as we know, and you've talked about this so many times, Dr. Paul, they, they had a big dragnet and they just grabbed a bunch of people and put them in the gulag. And some of them have been there for months, not charged with any serious crimes, other than, you know, when the Capitol Police opened the door, they walked in and then they end up in the gulag for a while. Well, here's a particularly sad one that we noticed. Um, and this is the Epic Times via Zero Hedge. If we put up that next clip, um, here is uh, Chris Worrell, January 6th prisoner who was denied cancer treatment, now, quote, in dire straits. This is a sad story, Dr. Paul. And uh, I don't think. Well, we know he's never really charged with a crime. He never faced a judge. It was all an illegal uh, process of uh, rounding these people up without due process. And, uh, you know, it, it reminds me of the many, many tragedies that occurred with the lockdown uh, over COVID. Yeah. I, I mean, this was a common thing where, you know, just the overwhelming interference with movement of people to the doctor's office and, and the handicap the doctors would put on. Uh, uh, put, you know, put on the hand, doctors and they, they hear the doctors all they had to do was want a discussion and they could be banned so the doctors could be removed from the scene but it was hard getting in to get the cancer therapy but this one was specific and number one absolutely unnecessary and uh it's it's just a shame the the recourse here this just hope that he he did get behind he was a stage uh, one and i think he went up to a stage three about yeah. the six months of not getting uh any treatment so that uh that is is a real tragedy but uh, I, I don't see any empathy or sympathy expressed for, for this family uh, coming from the opposition.
And you'd ask, well, what was he doing? Was he, you know, was he hitting people with batons? Was he issuing death threats? Was he launching grenade launchers? Well, here's what he was charged with. And let's put this next one up, if we can. Here it is. This is according to the article in the Epic Times. According to the March 10th, 2021 criminal complaint, Worrell is charged with knowingly entering or remaining in a restricted building or grounds, i.e. the people's house, <laughs> engaging in disorderly or disruptive conduct in a restricted building, and violent entry and disorderly conduct on capital grounds. Um, it said, according to the statement of facts, the FBI received a tip that he had participated in the breach of the Capitol, but there is no evidence that Worrell entered the Capitol building. So it sounds to me like a cooked up thing, but even if he did go into the people's house uh, without being, having permission, the idea that he's being locked up in, in, in actually some stints in solitary confinement for, what would you say, two or three months without access to his cancer treatments, uh, which I think they say they had kept him relatively in remission for a long time. Now he's back in dire straits at a stage three with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. So basically, you're potentially giving a guy a death threat who, at the worst, did a couple of things that normally, especially if he was in San Francisco, right, they wouldn't even be in jail yeah. if he did things like this. The, um you know, the January 6th that brought the worst out of some, some people, many people. But there was one report out. Uh, this is this is so weird that it was out. And it, uh, when they were starting the hearings, a statement was made that six six policemen were killed. Yeah, yeah. Just, and and uh, then, then they went back and it had to be refuted. And, of course, once they realized, who is it? What, was there one death and it was a question on just who killed him? You know, it certainly well, wasn't a Trump was, supporter. Yeah, well, nobody was killed. The one guy, they said it was ruled at a natural cause, even though they said he, at first that he was hit by the fire extinguisher. They, they said, you know, he was yeah. a natural cause the next day. So no police officer was killed at all in the whole thing. The only person killed was the ve veteran. Right. Know? Yeah. So it's... Uh, uh, stretch it. Stretch it. <laughs> well, um, speaking of stretching it, let's move on to our great allies in NATO. Uh, and they're so selfless, you know, they are just trying to help Ukraine. So here is the president of Poland, extremely, extremely rabid. Uh, he's using uh, NATO really to fight the battles that he has. He's very anti-Russia, but he's mad because they sent all of their junky old Soviet weapons over to Ukraine and now they don't have any. So here's the title, and this is from RT, so take it with however you want, a grain of salt or two. Poland wants new weapons after arming Ukraine. Aid to Kiev has depleted Warsaw's military stockpiles, creating gaps that major partners should help fill, the president says. And here's the quote. This is so funny. We expect the gaps that have arisen in our resources to be refilled also within the framework of allied support mechanism. Translating that into English, we got rid of our old junky stuff. Now, hey, we want you guys to buy us some shiny new stuff from Lockheed Martin, Raytheon, all these goodies that we want. And, of course, uh, the U.S., driven by the military-industrial complex, is going to say, oh, okay, we can do that. Can't, can't you just imagine the discussion before uh, the hostilities broke out? <laughs> they get together and they say, you know... Um, don't you think it's about time we have an upgrade in our uh, weaponry? <laughs> exactly. <yeah. laughs> How do we do this? Because uh, we don't have much of a problem here. How can we call up the president and uh, and just hey send us more weapons? 
uh, well, we can't do that. We have to have a justification. So this, this, this sort of egg them on, this, this sort of prod NATO yeah. because NATO, well, they hate the Russians. So we'll prod them and get them involved. And that's the way, you know, if we donate all these weapons, and uh, and, and then uh, and the weapons get uh, destroyed or sold or used against them. And then they say, then the American people, you know, they're they're so they're they're so willing to give up and not challenge anything. Oh, they'll go. He says, well, we have to help the people. Yeah. They're out of weapons and they came to the rescue. Except that last sentence was probably just a stretch because I don't think the American people, I think the American people are catching on. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's a difference. The money spent ordinarily on a military bill, in billions and trillions, uh, since we have done so well in comparing some other nations, uh, we're still doing pretty well. But right now, there's a lot more people not being able to fill their gas tanks up and uh, they're, they're getting pinched, uh, you know, with uh, even buying groceries. Yeah. So this, uh, this to me is different than the American people are sort of staking a stand because you hear people who aren't necessarily on our side of this argument saying, you know, why, why did we send 40 more billion dollars plus uh, over to uh, Ukraine and buy all these weapons uh, when we're suffering here at home? And what about this oil? I think, I think the one... Uh, if uh, somebody asked me about how to run the campaign, I think I'd concentrate on oil. Yeah. All the stupid things that have been done, and the Russia's their profits are going up selling oil. Yeah, through the roof. That, if you talk about an unintended consequence, but then others would say, Ron, you're naive. Yeah. This was intended by some to exactly work out this way. Well, exactly what was intended and not intended. Stupidity caused it either way to do this and evil and had nothing to do with trying to obey the Constitution. There were no profiles of uh, <laughs> uh, courage for somebody standing up for the Constitution. You know, maybe they are right. Maybe this is Putin's price hike, and he's laughing all the way to the bank, <laughs> yeah. right? He, he, he sure outfoxed him uh. if that's the case. But you make a really great point, which is that at least $50 billion now have been spent to support our wonderful allies in Ukraine. Of course, we know that none of that actually goes to Ukraine. Nobody gets medicine or anything like that. It goes to Raytheon and, and, and consultants. Nevertheless, I think you're right. Americans, this is how I think we're going to get some leverage on this Ukraine war. And I think even the mainstream media is now hedging its bets. But the idea that, hey, when times are good, hey, let's give some money away. Let's do this. But now, when you can't fill your gas tank up, when you can't afford, you know, to even buy a hamburger or whatever, you got to eat bugs, they're going to start rethinking this. Hey, maybe we shouldn't have spent $50 billion on, on the military-industrial complex in Ukraine. You know, the other thing that is occurring is a setback for the radicalism and the environmental uh, community, you know, because you were considered an evil monster if you even suggested, why don't we talk about, you know, solar and wind power, whether it's economically feasible and whether or not there could be an option. No, if you're that in, in that position, it was sort of like how they handled people who believed in natural immunity, yeah. how they were treated. You were excommunicated from society. And, uh, and, right, and, and that's the way the environmentalists are. And that doesn't mean that, you know, I, I've argued very often, I believe it, that if you had a strictly libertarian society with 
with uh, respect for private property rights and contracts that you would have a better society. And we've mentioned it before, the biggest computer, the biggest polluters in, in our society right now is our military. Yeah, All that absolutely. money we spend it, yes, we have to test them too. We yeah. have to pretend that we really put them to good use and we have to blow things up. So it's, uh, it, it's, a, it's a th same, the same thing over and over and just keep pouring the money into it. But I think uh, uh, now it's just hope, and I always hope this, that the, the stupidity of the wars, whether it was Vietnam War or whenever, or Korea, that the uh, American people would wake up. Why don't we become more cautious about entering war and we have a not a complicated system for doing that? Let's have this old-fashioned idea used that the people should have their voice uh, through their representatives and they shouldn't be going to war unless there's a majority of the representatives in Congress have decided to go to a war and not pretend that it isn't, uh, you know, what they'll say, oh, this isn't war, this is a police action. Uh, this, is a, this is an international obligation we have to NATO and the United Nations, yeah. and that sort of thing. And, and that, it, that would take care, care of that, the reduction in our wars. And and it takes care of so much of the uh, deficit spending, the environment uh, damage that's done. So, uh, but most people think it's impossible because uh, they see the overwhelming opposition in the, in the media and uh, social media and all. And at the same at the same time, uh, they 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 don't think they can compete. But. Uh, they don't really have the confidence of the power of ideas and that's what I think there's been a subtle shift in that and that uh, there will be more of that because that's the only answer from my viewpoint that we have is the the power of ideas in the hands of people dedicated to uh, having a free society rather than a, a spendthrift authoritarian society. Well, I think people are getting increasingly skeptical about everything being blamed on Putin's price hike, the Ukraine war, stop questioning it. It does remind you a little bit of during the Soviet period, every time they didn't meet their five-year goals, they would blame it on capitalist wreckers and saboteurs. It was always someone else's fault. It wasn't the stupidity of central planning. And I think people are waking up, and just before the show started, I was looking at something, I forget where, and it said that uh, ladies are having trouble getting sanitary uh, supplies now. Forget about the formula, now they have other issues, and they're trying to blame it on the Ukraine war, but I think people are gonna start thinking twice about this, you know, about this claim. <laughs> a, a little stress. A little stress. But I, I would close, if we're ready, just by, with one quick sentence, first of all, thanking our viewers. But, you know, several times, Dr. Paul, during the conference we had on the 4th, people come up, came up and said, um, you know, thanks so much for your information. You, you give us so much info on the show every day. Where, can, where, where do we go? Where do you trust? Where's the news? Where mm -hmm. can you find? Well, I would really tell people, one thing is simple, go to ronpaulinstitute.org. Every day we, we, we work hard to put up just a few new articles uh, that you can get a lot of knowledge from reading. It won't take more than a half an hour, really, to read. Even just today, we've got a great piece by one of my favorite writers. He's a former retired Indian diplomat. He has a piece called Next 100 Days of Ukraine War. Extremely insightful. We've got a piece uh, from our friend Jeff Tucker. The Economic Meltdown Has Roots in Lockdown. Very, very good piece. Uh, he's with the Brownstone Institute. And another good friend of ours, Ted Carpenter, who's always good, Congress is willingly abdicating its war powers again. So really, if you just put 10 or 15 minutes into reading those three articles, 
you're going to be really set and you're going to be up to speed and you're going to also get rid of all that white noise that's competing for your attention. So I just really encourage people. We work really hard to put something out every day that's fresh and new uh, and just, you know, give it a shot, make it part of your daily routine and we thank you for doing so. And uh, there, there are three others that uh, we take for granted and we use it and frequently get, get them the credit they deserve. Anti-war and uh, LouRockwell.com, uh, they, they provide a lot, zero hedge. Yeah. <laughs> we are, we're always quoting them. And uh, that doesn't mean you, we blindly endorse everything that they say, but uh, they, ha they have a vehicle. And uh, on, on the side of telling the truth, I tell you what, it would be difficult to say that, uh, well, I'm not going to look at them. They're not on the side of truth. Well, I'll tell you what, I think they make a, uh, these three organizations, three websites, make a, a serious effort to present the truth, just as we do on the Ron Paul Institute website. I want to thank everybody for t tuning in today to the Liberty Report, because it is so important that the people get and pick up the whole concept of liberty because ideas do have consequences and there is a that makes a big difference and uh, besides it's uh, it's based on a lack of aggressive activity most changes in the world have occurred you know with aggression and war and mongering and uh, it seems like bits and pieces of time when we have a free society people drift away and it's usually motivated by somebody wanting to make more money and more power and those are the uh, desires that people have that talk them in the sand well, it's justified. We'll make a better world uh, in, in this manner, so therefore we will use the government power. It's unnecessary, and what we would like to see are more people understanding clearly why a free society is the way to go if you're interested in a society of peace and prosperity. Please return to the Liberty Report soon.